Hello and welcome back to Beyond Survival, the new teacher podcast. My name is Jamie Top. Today is this week's episode of Teacher Talk, which is a talk which is usually 15 minutes or less based on some aspect of classroom practice. And today I think is a really big one, a really important one for this time of year. Is a talk in which I'll explore the first lesson with a new class. And I think inevitably, no matter how long you have been teaching, that moment where you're about to teach and about to meet a brand new class for the first time is one that comes with a range of different emotions. There's nerves that are associated with it. There's excitement associated with it. And it is a really, really big deal. It's a big deal for, for you as the teacher. And it's a big deal for the young people who are going to be stepping inside your classroom for the first time. And their levels of anticipation and their levels of nerves and their levels of what is going to happen with this new teacher will be exactly the same as yours. Um, and I certainly after 12 years of teaching, it's an emotion and a feeling that I still feel. And I think it's a really, really important one because it shows we're invested and it shows that we care. And it's something I've been thinking about even more this August, because it's going to be when I go back to teaching, I'll go back to teaching on a Monday, a wonderful Tynecastle High School in Edinburgh. Uh, so I'll be teaching one day and I'm going back to teach for the first time, to stand up in front of a class for the first time and since April last year. So I'm really giving this some careful thought about how to make sure that I can give that really positive first impression that we want to deliver in that August and September time of year. So what I thought I would do today is break down this process of the first lesson with a new class into two distinct stages. The first stage is what happens before the lesson. The second stage is what happens during the lesson. So let's begin with that before the lesson. So what is the preparation we can do that will be useful in terms of our time to make sure that that first lesson can go as smoothly and as positively as we want it to? I think the first thing is, is a fairly simplistic one, but it's a fairly vital one. It's important that we find out as much as we can about the young people who are going to be making up our classes. And that can happen from, from many different avenues. That can happen from previous teachers in the school who might have taught them. That can happen from information you get sent from primary schools up to secondary schools about the young person or from nurseries into primary schools if you are teaching in a primary school context. Now, one thing I think is really important with that is that what information you do find out about that young person, we take a really detached and non-judgmental attitude towards. Lots and lots of times I've been told when I'm taking on a new class that, let's take little Billy, for example, that little Billy is an absolute nightmare. He's really, really difficult. You need to be really firm with little Billy from the first minute you interact with him. And then there's a psychological bias in my mind about little Billy from the very, very moment he's entered my classroom. 
and there's a judgment that inevitably, because we're human beings, we will bring to the interactions we have with them. So yes, be informed about the young people who are coming into your classroom, but also I really, really like Carl Rogers, who's a psychologist, a humanistic psychologist, and he has an attitude that, that he coined, which is unconditional positive regard. So the attitude that we bring to those young people is wholeheartedly positive and lacking in judgment. We want to give them, when they come into our classroom for the first time, we want to give them that real positive benefit of having a fresh beginning and a fresh start. But inevitably one thing that that delving into a little bit about the young person can do and the young people who are going to make up the class is it helps us to inform some kind of seating plan. And this for me is absolutely essential for any class across the board, that the first time they come into the room, there is a seating plan, and that seating plan is something we stick to really, really firmly. So even if they come in and they say, I'm not sitting next to Billy, he's a nightmare. Do you not know Billy's a nightmare? We absolutely do not let them dictate where they sit. And that can be phrased in a really, really polite way. Welcome to my classroom. This is my classroom. I have a seating plan and I'd like you to sit where I've identified you to. Now, what else can we do? So that's two things. First of all, find out about the young people, have a seating plan. And and it's another really simple one about having just everything for that first lesson totally ready and organised. So having all the resources we need laid out, ready, not going to be in a position where we are kind of flapping around in a stressed manner trying to find resources. We know where everything is and it is all clearly ready for the lesson. Now what that does is that helps us to feel a sense of calm before the lesson begins. And how we else we arrive at that calm is, is completely up to the individual teachers. For me, it's a really, it's a, to be honest, it's a breathing thing. So taking some really deep breaths just to help settle that excess adrenaline that I will inevitably have floating around my body really helps to make me feel just calm and ready to appear with that swan-like image of underneath things are moving fairly fast. But for the young people who enter into the classroom, hopefully I will be able to present that calm authority that we want to do. So one last step. As the lesson is beginning, a really useful thing to do is just to be at that classroom door, welcoming them as they come in, or if it's how you do it in in your particular school context, having the young people lining up as they come in. But again, that's just a subliminal message. And obviously the classroom is absolutely jam-packed full of this psychological and silent messaging. But if we are there at the door, it's a sense of ownership. This is my environment that they're coming into. And I could signal that in a really positive way, in a really enthusiastic way, saying, welcome, really pleased to see you. Come in. My name is Mr. Tom, for example. And just being that positive presence as they come in. And straight away, that's one way in which we form that impression. That first impression that's a vital part 
of that first lesson. So that was some ideas and tips for before the lesson itself. Now the big one, what do we do during the lesson? So one thing we are trying to make as explicit and as clear as possible in that first opening lesson is our routines, is our structures, is how we fundamentally run our classrooms. And there are different approaches in how that can be achieved. And it's certainly not for me to sit here and, and sort of say my way is better than another teacher's way. So what I'll present is, is a couple of different options that you can do in order to set and clarify those rules, routines and expectations. So some teachers might do a sort of co-construction activity where they have dialogue with the class about what is the very, very best way that we can work in this classroom together. What are five key essential things that we're going to do to make this class the best class that this school has ever seen? And then they might take some ideas from the young people themselves, might write it up on a board or a sheet of paper and have it as a set of consistent guidelines that run all the way through the year. Now, other teachers might be a little bit more explicit about that and might use it more as a, as a context where they tell the young people what their rules, routines and expectations are. For me, that second one has always been my approach. So I'll always start a first lesson by talking about first impressions and how we can make a really powerful first impression as a class. And I'll identify some of the ways in which we can make a really positive first impression. And I'll signpost some of the things that those young people have done already. So some of you really smiled and greeted me at the door. What a brilliant first impression you're making as you come into my room. And some of you now are sitting up really, really straight, giving me really clear attention. And that's making a really positive first impression. And then as that first lesson goes through, I'll stop at points to signal some of the routines and rules that I want to have in place. So if I ask a question and somebody shouts out, for example, I'll use that as the opportunity to role model and show that's not how we do it in my classroom. In my classroom, what we do is we put up my hand like this and just showcase and model all the way through. Now, as I say, that's entirely a personal choice, but for me, I like to visibly show those behaviours to make it clearer for the young people in my classroom. And if I just have it as a list without showing them how it's done, my fear is that they'll forget that and it won't be as clearly reinforced. So obviously the, that behaviour, expectations, those ideals are really important in setting those positive first impressions. What else is important in that first lesson? Um, fundamentally for me, more than anything else, is to get them hooked in the content of my particular subject. So as an English teacher, I am really looking to find something that's going to get this class interested, that's going to get them hooked, that's going to get them excited about being in my room for the next year. So something that builds up that curiosity for them, 
And that could be a range of things. It might be a really interesting image that I then turn into a piece of creative writing for them. So the content needs to be rich, needs to be exciting. What else am I trying to do? I'm trying to make it a name-rich classroom from the very, very beginning. Checking that I'm pronouncing their names correctly. It's a really important one. It's a name. It's absolutely vital to that young person. And one of the ways you can show them that you care is by investing in learning their name and learning how to pronounce it as well as it deserves to be. So making it nameless, trying to learn little things of little pieces of information about them, about the identity, so that that process becomes a little bit easier as well. And there's other moments you can do to show that 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 notion of care and that notion of investment. And I think just that role modeling of excitement. Oh, this is brilliant. We've got a whole year together. I can't wait to get to know you better and to show you why my subject is absolutely fascinating and you're going to fall in love with it. So in the last 90 seconds we've got, what do we do if on that first lesson they misbehave? What if they're not little angels that everyone says young people are in the first lesson? What if straight away it's a disaster? And I have been in this situation, my first lesson with a third year, year nine class in a new school. And they were dreadful. They were terrible, absolutely terrible. So what did I do? I followed the school policy. I showed them that I knew the school policy. I was really clear that these are expect. This is behaviour that I will not have in my classroom context. And I informed them of what was going to happen as a result of their behaviour. But it wasn't ideal. Absolutely wasn't ideal. And I think this is a really important final message to close on. If that first lesson doesn't go perfectly to plan, do not panic. You have the whole year with this collection of young people ahead of you. And all you need to do is reflect on the lesson, think about what happened, seek advice, and then move forward positively, looking for opportunities to set your expectations. So I hope this little talk has been helpful. It's broken into two sections, things you can do before that first lesson and things you can do during that lesson. And what I would say is I'm sure your year ahead with this wonderful new class you're about to meet will be absolutely fantastic and you will be brilliant. And as always, if you do know another teacher at the start of their career who might benefit from this talk, please do pass it on. And thank you so much, as always, for listening.